Hey everyone and welcome to The Storm is Here. And The Storm is definitely here. We all know that um, there's a lot of things happening right now around the world. And of, co of course the, the focus and the attention is, is, um, is basically aimed at America. Uh, America, some will say, is going through a revolution. Um, we did see George Floyd, um, who was a victim of uh, police brutality, basically spark this rev this revolution, essentially. Now, um, a lot of people are saying it's because of George Floyd that um, they are out in the streets and they're revolting. And I'm going to say that it's partly true. I think there's, uh, uh, I mean, I don't think, I, I know there's there has been a lot of division, polarization, and anger uh, being built up through the years, uh, through the homeless situation, job losses, uh, wealth, uh, income inequality, uh, booms and busts, bailouts to the tunes of trillions of dollars to corporations and banks, and people not seeing anything from it. And basically the list goes on and on. I mean, of course, the racial divide, I mean, there are so many things that are wrong with this uh, with this current um, situation. And essentially, this is what um, has led to the recent um, riots, protesting and looting um, is, again, is because of this built up of anger. So <clears throat> I want to focus uh, this video about the monuments that they're taken down, rightfully so. Uh, I want to go uh, through each monument. And uh, I mean, again, they're happening all over the world. Um, and uh, again, this again, this is just, uh, again, because uh, the anger that a lot of people have uh, towards the system and um, these these monuments and statues that they, that they put up are basically reminders of our checkered past, our, our hated past, and, and why we are here now. These uh, these same people that have, have been basically honored have led us to where we are now. Okay, we never got fixed. And now people are out in the streets and they want to fix this once and for all. So let's start with um, the first statue. It's not monuments. So I guess they are monuments to, to a certain degree, but the, there's, there's statues that they want removed. Uh, the first one that I'm going to talk about is of uh, Jefferson Davis. And there are a few of them that have already been removed and maybe more to come. Uh, Jefferson Davis was a president and he was a big proponent of the Confederate War. He was actually a soldier. Um, I'll get into a little bit of, of who he is. Uh, Jefferson uh, Phoenix Davis, the first and only president of the Confederate States of America, was a planter, politician, and soldier born in Kentucky and raised in Mississippi. Davis was the 10th and youngest child of a Revolutionary War soldier, Samuel Davis, and his wife, Jane Cook Davis. Born June 3, 1808, he was heavily influenced by his oldest brother, Joseph, who saw to it that he was well-educated. Davis attended college in Kentucky at Transylvania before entering the U.S. Military Academy at West Point in 1824. <clears throat> so I'll get into the reason, actually a couple of reasons of why they want this statue being removed. This is what he, this is what he stood for. Jefferson Davis, a president, mind you, stood for this. 
So Jeff Jefferson Davis uh, led a secluded life for the next eight years on his cotton plantation at Davis Bend, Mississippi. A slaveholder, Davis firmly believed in the importance of the institution of slavery for the South. In 1845, he married his second wife, Verena Howell, a young woman 18 years old. Jefferson and Verena Davis eventually had six children, two girls and four boys, but only their daughters lived into adulthood. So again, clearly see, he was a businessman. He was only concerned about his, uh, his interests. And it makes me laugh when people talk about the, you know, the fathers of Confederacy. Most of them were slave owners, by the way, and people just idolize these men like somehow they're heroes. They really have disgusting pasts and they should not be idolized whatsoever. They should be actually condemned. All right, let me read the, the next paragraph. And just to explain further who this, uh, who this guy was, initially Davis was a popular president with the Southern people. He had a dignifying bearing, a distinguished military record, extensive experience in political affairs, and most importantly, a dedication to the Confederate cause. Unfortunately for Davis, these attributes were not enough to triumph over the harsh challenges posed by his new position. His earlier popularity was a result of war fervor, and he did not have the personality necessary to sustain it. He was impatient with people who disagreed with him, and he had the unfortunate habit of awarding, awarding prominent posts to leaders who appeared unsuccessful. Davis's loyalty to these people led to the bickering and quarrels throughout his administration. In addition, he was plagued by chronic illness. So he was impatient. He was basically a tyrant. You know, if you, if you didn't agree with him, then you were his enemy. And again, these, are, these people were leaders. And people actually voted for this guy. Just goes to show why we are in the mess we are in today. Okay, let's bring up Robert Milligan. Uh, was a prominent Scottish merchant, ship owner, and slave owner, and was the driving force behind the construction of the West Indian docks in London. Having grown up on his wealthy, uh, wealthy family's sugar plantations in Jamaica, Milligan left Jamaica in 1779 to establish himself in London. Living in Hampstead for a period, in 1809, the year of his death, Milligan owned 526 slaves who worked at his sugar plantation called Kellett's and Mammy Gully. So can you understand why there's anger amongst the black community? I mean, again, uh, thankfully, our country of Canada was a safe haven. They would ship uh, the blacks from America in trunks and they would smuggle these people into our country. And our country was against slavery. And they, uh, they prospered here uh, for the most part. They, they, they have. Uh, and again, in America and in England, <laughs> slavery was encouraged. Again, this guy was a businessman, a merchant, which is another word for businessman, who uh, exploited human beings. And again... This is another reason why the, the black people around the world have had enough. And I don't blame them whatsoever. So again, another monument that uh, uh, is going to be removed or has been removed. Let's read uh, 
the most famous of all is Christopher Columbus, uh, who was an absolute um, tyrant. He was uh, apparently, uh, they claim that he was the first to discover America, which wasn't necessarily true. There was a Viking by the name of Leif Erikson uh, in the 11th century that uh, uh, they're saying, historians are saying, uh, actually first claimed uh, that he's seen North America uh, essentially for the first time. Uh, regardless of that, he, again, he, ex he, ex he opened the, um, he opened the pathways from Europe to, um, to North America to be exploited. North America at the time was not called North America. It was actually called Turtle Island. It was, um, it was held together by, uh, the indigenous people who, uh, were following the, the Iroquois Confederacy. Uh, or the Iroquois Constitution, which again, which promoted, uh, you know, which promoted the community. They were working with other tribes throughout North America, and they would actually send representatives from each tribe who truly represented the tribe. Um, and again, it, this was, again, this was direct democracy. This was direct action. People were heard. And, uh, you know, again, um, they wanted to promote peace, with all the tribes. And of course there were tribes that were hell bent on uh, disrupting this, but uh, the good thing is they were outnumbered. But again, uh, Columbus was the guy that destroyed this all. He destroyed Turtle Island and he actually divided the whole continent up uh, to different countries. Uh, again, Turtle Island was supposed to be one um, borderless free continent, which uh, again, which encouraged uh, trade, which encouraged democracy. And, and of course, this guy here destroyed it. So let me read some of his exploits. Uh, this happened in 1493. Columbus took to the seas on his second expedition and explored more islands in the Caribbean Ocean upon arrival at Espanol, Espanola, uh, which was at the time Haiti. Uh, Columbus and his crew discovered the Navidad settlement had been destroyed with all the soldiers massacred. So they set up a settlement. Um, and again, the this guy was a businessman who was working on behalf of the Queen of Spain or the King of Spain, I believe. And uh, his job was, uh, he was basically just an exploiter. He'd go around, he's a businessman. Again, a merchant, a businessman um, who discovered new lands uh, and wanted to exploit them and it actually did. So this kind of backfired. Uh, because the natives there were were pissed, they you know they wanted to trade, they they wanted to uh, deal in good faith, but again they had this European doministic type um, mentality, and it backfired. But later on, it didn't backfire because they actually did splinter off North America, spurring the wishes of the local queen, another queen of that uh, island, who found slavery offensive. Columbus established a forced labor policy over the native population to rebuild the settlement and explore for gold, believing it would prove to be profitable. His efforts produced small amounts of gold and great hatred among the native population. Do you see, okay, so the natives took back what was rightfully theirs. They were called animals, I'm sure, uh, barbarians. And this justified, this justified Columbus to bring in reinforcements to basically enslave 
these people. And again, Haiti and the Dominican Republic are, it's an absolute mess. Poverty is just rampant. And again, you can thank people like Christopher Columbus. And another reason why they're beheading uh, his uh, statue and, and in some places they're removing it and rightfully so. So again, these people are revered. They're like, they're, you know, in history, they're considered to be heroes, but no one's really taken the time to look at their checkered past. And again, these are the people that have sowed the hatred and the greed of what we live under today. We, again, history is a good lesson, but we have to learn from it. Here is another statue that is being, um, that is being vandalized and, and um, in some areas of England, they actually want to remove. But now we're getting a backlash from the so-called nationalists that, that are fighting the, you know, I guess the anarchists or whatever you want to call them who want this uh, statue removed. And again, I'll, I'll read to you why they want this statue removed. And again, if, uh, again, if you read history, if you read mainstream history, um, they, again, they idolize this guy as a hero who fought against uh, fascism, when in fact, he was no different from the people that he was fighting. So <clears throat> this is out of uh, Wikipedia. Uh, Throughout his life, Winston Churchill made numerous explicit statements on race and his views on race contributed to his decisions and actions in British politics. From the late 20th century onwards, these attitudes resulted in a repraisal of his life achievements and work by both British historians and the public in the context of being Britain's nationally celebrated wartime leader. This guy was nothing more than a, than a businessman. They all are. They are they're just ego-driven, and they all they care about is money and power and wealth and um, basically exercising their dominance over everybody else. They promote hierarchy systems. I've been mentioning this before. Hierarchy systems need to go. Speaking of hierarchy, uh, he had a higher hierarchical perspective of race, believing white people were most superior and black people the least. Churchill advocated against black or indigenous self-rule in Africa, Australia, the Americas, and the Caribbean. He held mixed reviews of West Asian Muslims calling Afghans and Iraqis uncivilized tribes, but was highly supportive of, of IBN Saad. Churchill saw East Asians as a civilized threat to Aryans. So even though you were civilized or you're uncivilized, he hated you. Again, you were competition. Again, businessmen, the businessman mentality, capitalism, all these, um, all these things that a lot of people admire are the actual very things that keep us basically enslaved and divided. Through wary of communist Jews, Churchill strongly supported Zionism and described Jews as the most formidable and the most remarkable race whose first loyalty was always, uh, will always be towards Jews. Churchill held views on the British populace that were eugenic in perspective and was a proponent of forced sterilizations to preserve energetic and superior stocks. This guy was an absolute, uh, he was a loony. Okay, he was, again, he was a tyrant. 
He looked down at people uh, and he, he supported a eugenic perspective. By the way, he was actually fighting someone who held that same perspective. I know it's totally hypocritical. Historian John Sharmley has argued that Churchill's uh, racialized denigration of Mahatma Gandhi in the early 1930s contributed to fellow British conservatives' dismissal of his early warnings about the rise of Adolf Hitler. Churchill's comments on Indians in particular were judged by his contemporaries with the Conservative Party to be extreme. So they, again, they were, they were, England was an empire, the British Empire. They went around just like America has been doing for the last, I don't know, 40, 50 years. And they, um, they exercised their dominance over these countries. India was one. Instead of going to India and educating them and trading with them, and establishing a network, a, a community-type network, no, they have to exert their dominance, and they had to show them who was boss. And there have been tons of atrocities committed to the Indian people, particularly the Sikhs. Uh, and again, history is ugly. Uh, and again, history is something that we need to learn and not repeat. Okay, finally, this is in Belgium. And uh, this is of King Leopold II. Uh, Leopold II's rule over the Congo was a horror, st a horror story with a body count on par with Hitler's. So why haven't more people heard of him? These are actual pictures of uh, children from the Congo whose hands were uh, amputated. Yeah, these are the sick individuals that run our world uh, at that time and even currently now. There's a lot of war atrocities being committed. And again, uh, a reason why people in Belgium are disgusted with the monument and the statues and want them removed. So I'll, I'll, read, in, I'll read a bit of history of this, um, this tyrant. But there was a time at the peak of Europeans' imperialism in Africa when Belgium's King Leopold II ran a personal empire so vast and cruel it rivaled and even exceeded the crimes of even the worst... 20th century dictators. The empire was known as the Congo Free State. Uh, can you believe this? The Congo Free State and Leopold II stood as its undisputed slave master for almost 30 years. Rather than being a regular colony of Europe government the way South Africa or the Spanish Sahara were, Congo was administered as the private property of this one man for his personal enrichment. Remember I was saying Merchants, businessmen, only about personal interests and business and money and power and enslavement. This world's largest, let me repeat that again. This world's largest plantation was 76 times the size of Belgium and possessed rich mineral and agricultural resources and had lost perhaps half of its population by the time the first census, the census counted only 10 million people living there in 1924. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a shameful past that needs to stop. We, we can't carry on like this any longer. We're going to destroy we're going to destroy each other if we continue uh, to, to live to basically live under this um, very oppressive uh, system of capitalism. And again, capitalism never changed. Of course it was more obviously 
It was more terrible back then. But in some ways, it still carries on to this day. We're still seeing atrocities committed in, in you know, in continents of Africa. Uh, and in the middle, I mean, areas of the Middle East and even Europe and here in North America. There are different ways people are being, are, are being killed, you know. And again, these are the systemic changes that need to be changed. All right, so here's my, here's basically my opinion on the whole removal of statues. Uh, um, I myself, I understand why they want it removed. And if, again, if, um, if there was a referendum held in place and the majority of people wanted them removed, then we have to respect the will of the majority. But my personal opinion is, is I think they should leave them up and there should be some sort of, um, uh, you know, information on this, on the monuments stating some of the atrocities that they commit. And the reason why I say that is because I want people to see and learn and not repeat their bad behavior. Let's not repeat history. We have to change history. We have to learn from history, essentially, if we're going to move forward. Uh, and again, this is, uh, this is a systemic problem. The institutions that are in place now need to be removed, and we need to build systems from the ground up. We have to get back to Turtle Island. I did do a video about Tur Turtle Island and how we need to return to Turtle Island. Uh, it is, is is really essential because Turtle Island was about no borders. It was about, uh, you know, it was about free trade. It was about, um, you know, the community, uh, direct action, direct democracy, and about, you know, about humans evolving and progressing together. Okay. This is what we need to get back to. But it's not going to happen um, because the ones that are in power are not willing to give up their power and they want to continue to enslave us. So we're starting to see a civil war brewing. Hopefully it doesn't escalate to that. Let's hope cooler, hails or cooler heads prevail. Uh, and again, I want to see different groups reach out to, to each other and, and, and realize what the real problems are and come together to basically get rid of them. And again, the monuments, in my opinion, should stay as a reminder to people to not repeat history, um, to not do what these men did, and to help humanity evolve and move in the right direction. So I just want to thank everybody for jumping on. The storm is here. Uh, if you can, please subscribe to our channel. Please share our content. Uh, and more importantly, uh, please stay united.